Hey, Popecast listeners, you're back. I'm back. This is your host of the Popecast with Ian Pope, me, Ian Pope. So glad to have you back today. Lots to get to, lots to get to. Breaking news, the election results just came in finally on day 19 or whatever it is after the election. So we got that. We got that to cover. Um, I'm not going to talk about politics too much because I'm tired of talking about politics. I'm tired of making up uh, bologna sandwich thoughts that make me sound smarter than I am to convince people that I understand politics. Because I don't. Odds are you don't either. We're all just spouting off some crap that we heard somebody else say, truthfully. Um, what else do we got to talk about? Jeans. Blue jeans. I've held this philosophy for a long time. Ridiculous aesthetic. I'm going to break down to you why jeans are a poor fashion choice. My secret to fashion that I've perfected a long time before this whole corona thing came around. I'm going to tell you something that I've done. I'm kind of always on the cutting edge of fashion, believe it or not, um, in a backwards kind of way. So we're going to talk about the fashion look that I have been doing for years, which has just now come into uh, style. Um, what else? Um, manifest destiny is how I've always kind of described my general life philosophy. And I have unfortunately <laughs> realized that my general life philosophy is a bunch of baloney, as I have finally, after saying that for a decade plus, probably two decades now, manifest destiny, I've looked up the real definition and I'm startled as to what I've been telling people that I believe in. So the real manifest destiny definition and how that kind of impacts my life philosophy. As always, the show is brought to you by Bombgars. Bombgars, the bomb.com gars. Shop Bombgars today. I hope you all made it out to Bombgars ladies night last week. I'm sure that was popping. Um, two for one chainsaws. Get your pink rifles they had great deals on pink pump action rifles pick up pick hope you got one for all the ladies in your life so let's start it off at the top here the election is over um i hope that i can finally go back to not really caring about politics that's the number one thing that i resented donald for was for making me pay so much gosh darn attention to what the president is doing um, I want to forget we have a president for a while. I'm going to tell you guys right now how I filled out my ballot. Um, not the main categories because that is far less interesting, but we had categories such as the Soil and Water Conservation District Commissioner, categories such as Broadlands County Hospital Trustee, um, County Agricultural Extension Council, Things that they don't even tell you are going to be on the ballot, um, show up on the ballot uh, when you go to fill this thing out. So because I, am an un because I am an uninformed voter, just like you probably are, um, you got to go about picking a creative philosophy for filling out these categories. Um, so I go for whoever has the coolest sounding name in these categories. So, for example, Broadlands County Hospital Trustee, five people were on the ballot um, from bottom to top here. Dylan Lowe, pretty boring name, Dylan. Um, Bill Tabor, 
pretty boring name, Bill. Emily Webb. Gosh, that's not very exciting either. Dave Miglin. It's a little bit better. That's the most exciting one so far, Dave Miglin. But then on the top line, Cavalash Chowla. Are you kidding me? How are you not voting for Cavalash Chowla for Broadlands County Hospital trustee? I haven't even looked it up yet, um, but I'm, I'll be willing to bet you that Cavalash Chowla won. Um, so that's who I voted for. I don't know you, Cavalash, but if I ever meet you, man, I got to let you know that you got my vote. Um, Soil and Water Conservation District Commissioner was a far more difficult pick. Lou McDonald, that's fun, old Lou McDonald. Um, Catherine Sidall, you know, whatever. Katie Rock, um, you know, kind of fun to say. Chip Mathis, that's wild, you know. So for me, it was between, um, I basically crossed off Catherine Sidall right away. It was between Katie Rock, Chip Mathis, and Lou McDonald. Um, so I forget honestly what I pick here. It was a coin flip, but I think I went for Chip Mathis. Um, just anybody who has the balls to name their kid Chip, um, you got to be an outside the box thinker a little bit, and uh, maybe your son can bring can bring some change about for the soil and water conservation district commissioner uh, position. So whatever. Uh, that's what I was doing there. Uh, having some fun with the ballot because if you can't have any fun with your democracy, you know, what are you doing? Um, people, to sh change topics here to the fashion tip, blue jeans, people have been doing this forever. They've been insisting upon blue jeans. It's one of two things. They're either saying, hey, I believe this is a good aesthetic. I believe this is a good look, so I'm going to sacrifice my own comfort to wear blue jeans because no one's going to argue that blue jeans are comfortable. Um, I would argue that they are not comfortable and they're not good looking. But that's obviously a personal choice. Aesthetics, how do you dictate that to somebody? We each have our own. But it's indisputable as far as I'm concerned that these things are ridiculously uncomfortable. A sandpaper-like material, unstretchy. If you have stretchy blue jeans, Surprise, you've admitted that blue jeans are not that comfortable and you're no longer wearing blue jeans. You're wearing some sort of a yoga pantsy blue jean hybrid, no longer blue jean material, um, and you're just really clinging on to the look of jeans, which I don't understand either. People try them high. That's what's in right now. People try them low. Um, you know, I will admit that back in the day, B. Spears and uh, Christina Aguilera had the blue jeans thing going on um, pretty hard. That was in the prime of my youth when I was like 14 or whatever. So, you know, I thought they were all right, <laughs> to be honest. Um, also on the fashion front, with this whole Zoom, Zoom nation happening right now with the coronavirus, everybody's Zooming, everybody's working from home, and everybody's figured out that you don't need to wear real pants. I was doing this in like 2000. All winter long, a button-down shirt, sweatpants, going out in public like this all the time. In photos, you know, in that era, I was primarily going to the bar or going out to some sort of a club type of a social environment. Shamelessly, sweatpants, button-down. 
in a photo, you would look nice and presentable from the waist up, sitting at a table, button down. Oh, this man cares about his appearance. From the waist down, comfortable sweatpants. Um, I kind of perfected this look uh, long before it ever ended up on a mannequin, and I forget what the place was. It was like, it was like LL Bean or one of those mall type of men's fashion stores that I got a photo a few years back in like 2018. They had their mannequin dressed like this with the blue jeans, or sorry, with the sweatpants and the button down. And I was pissed because my look had finally gone mainstream. Um, that's the Ian Pope fashion look right there, especially for the winter time. Um, perfect combination of fashion and comfort. And if you're asking me, comfort needs to really come as at least a 50-50 companion along with uh, with the aesthetics. So button down and sweatpants for the win. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh gosh, manifest destiny. My whole life I would say that my life philosophy was manifest destiny. I guess probably not for my whole life, but for like maybe the last 15 or 20 years, meaning manifest destiny as I meant it was simply like, hey, if you have a positive attitude, you can sort of will yourself in a certain direction. You can will yourself towards success with the right outlook, with the right mental approach, um, which I still believe. And I would for shorthand call this manifest destiny when I was talking to people. My life philosophy is manifest destiny. I believe in manifest destiny, I would say. And then I finally, the other day, got around to looking up manifest destiny um, online here. And apparently Manifest Destiny, and I quote now, Manifest Destiny was a widely held American imperialist cultural belief in the 19th century United States that American settlers were destined to expand across North America, um, that they were destined to take over the continent, to disenfranchise the Native American people, and um, to remake the western part of the United States in the image of the agrarian east to kind of just spread imperialism across the continent. And uh, um, people would always look at me weird when I said I believe in manifest destiny. And it was either because, in a lot of cases, people think it's ridiculous that you can kind of will your, will your own future, manifest your own destiny, as it were. And I realized recently that in some other cases, it may have been simply because they thought I was an asshole who thought that it was the destiny of the white man to conquer North America. Um, so I apologize to anybody um, who I offended by that ridiculous notion, and um, it is what it is. But I still believe in many regards in the general premise of my life philosophy that your own willpower can help to manifest your own personal destiny. I um, uh, do not believe that it was uh, the destiny of the white man to conquer um, the uh, to <laughs> to conquer North America, as it were. It turns out it was the destiny of the white man. Um, I don't believe it was a God-given, inherent, um, predisposed outcome, for what it's worth. And honestly, it doesn't matter what I believe. As far as that goes but it tis what it is last but not least guys people online are insistent upon saying this next phrase continuously 
and it's a ridiculous phrase and it must stop. People say, to emphasize a point, say it louder for the people in the back. Say it louder for the people in the back. For you people that are saying this and who continue to say this, you sound ridiculous. You sound dumb. You sound like you are simply just quoting some shit that you heard before because you think it sounds snappy in a tweet or you've suddenly used that phrase to triumph in all of your arguments. Stop saying it. Say it louder for the people in the back. The people in the back are in the back for a reason. They're not trying to listen to the bullshit that the people in the front are trying to spew. The back of the class is what's up. They're back there passing notes. They're back there doing their own thing. And they're not trying to be influenced by your bullshit. And I get it. That's why you're saying it louder for them. But it's the opposite of preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the people in the streets. And if we know one thing, preaching is for money. Preaching is to pass the hat, man. It's to pass the hat and to uh, get your preacher into that Mercedes-Benz. How many preachers out there driving Mercedes? I don't know. Too many. One is too many. Bombgars, the bomb.com guards, Bombgars, shop Bombgars today. We have yet to get a cease and desist order from Bombgars. And to be honest, I don't think we're getting one. Um, listenership is still doing pretty darn well for this show. So thank you guys. Averaging 20 listens a day, which is crazy. Go on iTunes, rate this podcast five stars, even though you know it only deserves three. I'm well aware it's a three-star podcast, but the five-star reviews keep coming. They keep rolling in. Thank you guys for that. Thank you for listening. This has been your host, Ian Pope, for the Popecast. Stop saying say it louder for the people in the back. I'll talk to you next time.